Hey friends, welcome back to Genuine Life Recovery. Today I am recording from my home studio. I need to work on the lighting a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm enclosed here, but I wanted to bring these recordings to you, bring Genuine Life to you from my home studio because the um, microphone is a lot better and sounds a lot better. Today we're talking about common mental health issues that commonly co-occur with addiction or substance use disorder, as they call it in the DSM-5. By the way, please share this show, friends, with anybody you know struggling with addiction and other mental health challenges. I'd love it if you'd share the program on social media. And of course, you can listen to Genuine Life Recovery on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon or any of your favorite listening apps and also on my website, which is jodystevens.org, J-O-D-I-E-S-T-E-V-E-N-S.org. And by the way, Genuine Life Recovery is brought to you by my great friends, Dawn and Dawn, actually, at Joshua's Heart, joshuasheart.org, which was started in memory of their beautiful son, Joshua Brent Moore, who lost his life to addiction in 2016. So Joshua's Heart is a wonderful homeless outreach ministry and organization. They're in the Sacramento region, bringing hope, love, and awareness to people affected by addiction that are homeless and living on the streets. And the mission is you matter. So check them out at joshuasheart.org, J-O-S-H-S joshesheart.org. And thanks to them for hosting this podcast on their website too. So you can also listen to it uh, from their website. So substance use and co-occurring disorders, what's that all about? Well, first of all, what is an addiction or a substance use disorder basically is what they call it. So for someone to be diagnosed as someone as an addict, basically. Addict's kind of a word that I don't like to use that much because it it sort of defines someone as an addict and someone might see that as, oh, you know, they're a bad person or something like that. Whereas addiction is just a challenge like any other mental health or life challenges that a lot of us face. So they call it, you know, someone who struggles with an addiction or a substance use disorder. So in order to qualify for that, there are like 11 criteria, and I'll just go over those really quick. And basically, you would need to meet like two or three of these criteria for 12 months or more to qualify as someone who has an addiction or a substance use disorder. So basically, you're using more of the substance for a longer period of time than you wanted to. You are trying to cut down and manage it yourself, but you haven't been successful. Also, you spend a lot of time trying to get or acquire the substance. You have a lot of cravings to use the substance. Um, you are not managing your your responsibilities, right? That your quality of life is kind of going down. There's problems with work and things like that. And then even when there's problems in your interpersonal relationships, you continue to use the substance you're also missing out on important activities, right? Maybe the kid's baseball game or something like that because of substance use. Or you're getting arrested for DUIs and it's putting you in danger. So you're doing dangerous things, but still continuing to use the substance. Another qualification is that 
there are psychological or physical problems. Maybe your doctor's like, wow, you're, you're having liver problems or things like that, and you're continuing to use. You also need more and more of the substance to get the same effect tolerance, and then withdrawal symptoms. So maybe you have anxiety from withdrawal, or maybe you have shakes if it's alcohol, things like that. So those are the 11 criteria. And if you struggle with the, with a few of those over a 12 months period, you may want to seek some help or counseling because that probably means you have a problem with an addiction or, a, you know, substance use disorder. Well, a lot of people, what they don't realize is about 50% of people with an addiction actually have what's called a co-occurring mental health disorder. They say it's about 50%. I actually think it's like higher than that. It's higher than that in youth too. So young people that use are also even more likely to have a co-occurring disorder. So what does co-occurring mean? It just basically means that you have an addiction and then also another mental health disorder. So again, a lot of people that come in for addiction treatment are struggling with something else, and that also needs to be treated. Sometimes we call it an underlying disorder because a lot of times that issue came first in their life, right? So for instance, I had uh, an anxiety disorder and I started treating my anxiety disorder at a very young age. Well, typically, like I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and I also had panic attacks. And that happened when I was 21 because they don't really diagnose. I mean, kids can have anxiety disorders, but a lot of the different anxiety disorders, either the onset or the diagnosis comes later when you're like in your 20s. So it can be really confusing, you know, which came first, the addiction or the co-occurring disorder, right? The chicken or the egg. So sometimes it's it's hard to tell. And that's what a person, a counselor or something kind of has to determine, or you work with them to determine that together. Or it could be something that you already know. You know, as I continued to look into research and deal with my own recovery and stuff, I realized that my insomnia and issues like that started really early, like ever since I can remember, ever since I was even five or six. I'd had really bad insomnia and I had um, some anxiety issues that I didn't recognize, um, you know, because I was too young. So what ended up happening was when I started drinking alcohol, smoking marijuana and things like that, it really helped with the chemical imbalances and things in my brain. So one of the things I kind of realized was I had a bit of a chemical imbalance as well, which, you know, contributed to the anxiety disorder, along with a lot of other side issues, self-esteem issues, all the psychological things, which <laughs> I've talked about in other episodes. But the reality is just that a lot of times people, when they start using, they're doing it because it's balancing out the chemicals in their brain. It's releasing neurotransmitters or things, you know, like dopamine and, and, and GABA and stuff like that. So for me, that's what I experienced was, I believe, a real shortage of a lot of those chemicals that I needed. And so when I would drink, all of a sudden I felt social again. I felt 
comfortable in my own skin. I was funny. I was the life of the, you know, liquid courage is what they call it. So for me, that was, you know, I had an anxiety disorder and then I had to do a lot of work after I got sober to work on uh, ways to manage my anxiety that didn't involve a substance, you know, besides coffee, take a drink of my coffee. You know, I still drink coffee (laughs) and coffee can cause anxiety, so I probably shouldn't, but I do. (laughs) So anxiety disorders commonly and highly co-occur with addiction or substance use disorder. So a lot of times people struggling with addiction have have a co-occurring a you know a panic panic disorder or a generalized anxiety disorder and things like that or maybe like agoraphobia or phobia disorder where they have phobias and things like that and and so the drugs and alcohol kind of calm that down and they're they're really just trying to manage it so it that's pretty common and i always want people to understand that because i think it's super important because you know when we tend to label people with addictions we don't understand that a lot of times there's a co-occurring mental health challenge and really what the person's doing with the substance is trying to treat that trying to feel better they're just going about it the wrong way so the initial intent intent is good especially if it's early like you're 15 years old you're like well i don't this this is working for me right but then as you and i both know you know, it totally backfires. So some of the other common mental health issues or disorders or whatever you want to call it that co-occur with substance use are the anxiety disorders, like I mentioned. Also PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. Because, I mean, think about if you're totally stressed out and traumatized by something, you're you're maybe going to want to reach for a substance to try to calm that anxiety down. That's a little bit different than a anxiety disorder because it's related to certain events. Kids can have trauma or PTSD from their childhood if there's been abuse or trauma. So a lot of times trauma can cause addiction later in life as well. In fact, it's very common for people that come from a very dysfunctional or abusive home environment to struggle with addiction. And when you think about the early years, if there's addiction and trauma, those things are developed into our brain. So it can be a challenge to break the addiction because it happened while our brains were forming. The trauma happened while our brains were forming. So sometimes there needs to be a lot of work with a counselor or therapist or you know, kind of do what they call like a psychotherapy to to work through that stuff and reprogram our brains, right, so that we can function and deal with life without the substance and then work through the trauma. Other things that co-occur often um, with addiction is depression, right, different mood disorders like um, bipolar depression, which is, you know, where you have the super highs, the manic kind of episodes, and then the, the depressive episodes. 
that's quite common. At, at one point, I was actually diagnosed with bipolar, but I'm totally not. But it's very common for people with addiction to come in and just get that diagnosis. Oh, you're bipolar, which may or may not be true. Because it so commonly co-occurs, a lot of times they see that you're moody and they think that you have bipolar, but a lot of times um, it could be because you're detoxing from the substance, which is kind of a whole nother issue. Some of the other ones are like ADD, you know, attention deficit, also um, things like uh, psychotic, like um, schizophrenia is pretty common that, that co-occurs with addiction and the different variations of schizophrenia, antisocial personality disorder also commonly occurs with addiction. So those are just some of the ones. And then also some of the personality disorders. Well, some of those that I mentioned are uh, personality disorders. So like the um, odd eccentric personality disorders or what they call, you know, cluster A, which is the paranoid or or schizoid or things like that commonly co-occur with um, addiction, as well as the anxious type fearful ones, which are, um, you know, OCD or obsessive compulsive or dependent personality or like an avoidant personality disorder are some of the things that commonly co-occur with addiction. And so it's important to, right, remove the addiction first, you know, detox from the addiction and then see where you're at. And if the challenge still continues, chances are there there was an earlier underlying disorder or mental health challenge. So that's why it's super good to, um, you know, get a proper, like get a proper or full assessment, then go from there, because there's a lot of different treatment options available. Some of the things like certain therapeutic techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy can work really well. There are certain medications you can take, um, SSRIs and things like that to deal with anxiety and depression. If the issue is drug addiction, like opioid addiction and things like that, there's also different medications that can help you with withdrawal symptoms and detox symptoms. So it's important to get, you know, detoxed, get the help you need, and then work with a counselor to determine if there is another underlying mental health challenge. So I hope that that was helpful to you. And if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please do get help because there is a good chance that, you know, there's some other stuff going on and it's most likely not your fault. You were just trying to treat some of the other underlying mental health issues. And once you can sort of get that, I don't know, stabilized or worked out, it can be a lot easier to then work through the challenges with addiction and work on your sobriety. So thanks for watching, friends, and I hope that, again, this was helpful to you. Again, please share this show with anybody you know struggling with addiction or other mental health challenges. And again, you can find Genuine Life Recovery. It is available on iTunes and TuneIn and Spotify and Amazon and most listening apps. And also by clicking a podcast right there on my website, which is jodystevens.org, J-O-D-I-E. 
S-T-E-V-E-N-S, jodystevens.org. So thank you so much for watching and listening, friends. We'll talk to you next time.